0: This is our second lesson in our series of Lessons in Truth, Unity's basic uh, textbook um, written in the late 1800s by Emily Cady. Um, last week, our lesson was Bondage or Liberty? Which? question mark? And the thought is that in our spiritual journey at the beginning of our awakening process to something other than an anthropomorphic God, we need to make that initial decision, each one of us. Am I going to pursue a life of bondage to things that I have no, no ability to change or adjust? In other words, am I a pawn? Am I a leaf blowing in the wind? Or do I have a certain amount of innate power within me, God in me, through me, and as me, that I can make a choice for liberty and not to continue in the human concept of bondage? in whatever form that takes as we started last week we looked at the end of each chapter and said that there are questions in the textbook and that we will look at the questions and let them be a kind of way of looking at the chapter and statement of being first question and i'll i'll, I'll read through them to start with from your study of this lesson how would you describe the nature of god number 2 What is the relation of God to man and to all creation? 3. Is God a person? Give reasons. 4. What is your perception or conception of God as love? Chapter, or rather, question 5. Of God as power. Question 6. Of God as wisdom. Number 7. What is your conception of God as substance? 8. Can God be separated from his creation? Explain. 9. How can God be both in personal principle and personal, loving Father? Ten. How can we find satisfaction for all our desires? Well, right away, unity as metaphysical Christianity uh, lets its flag fly high in the wind as we look at this chapter, as we look at statement of being. It is uh, more than a worm of the dust. it is more than a sinner which we are not. And to do this then, along with uh, bondage or liberty, the decision uh, gives us a foundation upon which we can grow and expand. So, how would you describe the nature of God? Well, the nature of God, of course, is not an anthropomorphic being. And this is important. We have perhaps been raised within that concept of God as something outside of us. A grandfatherly looking kind of image somewhere uh, and is capable of all different kinds of emotions. Uh, In other words, we have often made God in our image and likeness rather than realizing that we are made and created in truth, capital T, in the image and likeness of God. So we begin right away with this that God is not, the nature of God is not this anthropomorphic being but God as spirit, and again, this is important, and the chapter made it important. Not a spirit, but God is spirit, period. Meaning, God is this, uh, this unseen source reality that takes on form, but in its reality, in and of itself, that is in and through all things, is an energy that is not uh, visible in its reality, capital R, to to the human senses, to the finite mind and eyes of uh, of man and woman. But there is this essence that underlies all things. It is an extension of the energy that we sometimes call source that has permeated all, all life everywhere. We've all had the experience of being somewhere uh, in the middle of night without any outside lights around us, looking up at the stars and We've all had the opportunity of just wondering, fathoming, what's out there? Uh, Are we it? Is the nature of God, in essence, limited to only what we see right here, within us, right here and now? And of course, that can't be true. We have a kinship with all life. We have a kinship with the stars. We are told that our bodies are made up of stardust. And that is, I'm sure, true, the outer, uh, the outer wrapping that we wear, that is the, uh, the, uh, the three dimensional expression that gives birth to and animation to spirit in us, through us, and as us, uh, is made up of the stardust that uh, has come down and has uh, simply fallen to the earth out of which the physical body is created and made. But God is spirit. And this nature of God, then, is the energy that transforms and it transcends all things that are unlike its nature. We can choose to not have that done. We can choose to, in essence, say, I want it done this way and I want it done that way. Far lesser than the God reality within us, through us, and as us. But we come to that point when we realize that we don't have to do that anymore. That we can allow God to be God within us, through us, and as us. Next question, what is the relation of God to man and woman, and to, uh, and to all creation? Um, well, we can look at this in a number of ways as well. The relationship that we have is, is captured within the concept of oneness. There is but one energy. There is but one source. There is but one that is the energy behind and, and, and within all, all things, all creation and certainly we're talking about all life and certainly then that means you and that means me. God is this uh, interconnectedness that we have and what we say, and we'll talk about this later in a book, is that we each have consciousness in that truth right now that allows us to function here in this three-dimensional form. Um, We are here for a reason. We are here because I believe we have chosen to be here at this point in time. We are here as we unfold the very nature of God itself in us, through us, and as us. So the relationship of God to man and woman is one of oneness. It is the truth within us. Question three, is God a person? Well, we've sort of talked about that, haven't we? Um, We would sort of like to think of God as that. We use the pronoun he quite often. I try and stay uh, shy of that. Because uh, there is no he in God, there is no gender, there is only the energy that then manifests and the only reason that we have gender here in this planet is that is the way we see right now of propagating it. Um, uh, I'm sure infinite mind could have come up with something uh, far more different uh, than the manner in which we would propagate one another, but not as much fun perhaps. But uh, God isn't a person, obviously. God is this energy that is in us, through us, and as us. And as that truth, we remember then that we have consciousness in that. And that consciousness always says, expand, grow, dig deeper, no greater. And that's what we're doing right now in our series. Number four, what is your conception, I use the word perception, of God as love? Well, Someone has said that regardless of the question, love is the answer. Unity describes love as the unifying power uh, that binds all things together. It is an energy. Uh, Gravity is an expression of love. And love then is this uh, attraction beam that allows us to uh, reach out with mind and heart and soul and energy to touch the greater good that is ours, that is in the process of being brought into manifestation in our life, as well as to touch the soul energy within all people as we allow this love to be this attracting power within us as we look upon another person and feel this, uh, this kinship. And that kinship, we feel, is love. And love is the energy that solves all things. Then, what is your perception of God as power? Well, when we say power, we do not mean God possessing power no more than we would think of God possessing love. But this energy that we call power, love for that matter as well, is simply an energy that is God. It isn't God's power uh, that is possessive. God doesn't possess power. Uh, God is the power behind all things. And we call that power the creative activity within all life. We call that the creative activity within us that allows us very same energy that created worlds and set us into motion is working through us as well as we co-create the world in which we live. So God is not possessing, to go back one, love. God is the energy that is love. And God is not possessing the energy that we call power. God is that power, the essence of being that is the creative um. Um, the, the exercise that allows life to expand. What about God as wisdom? Again, we're not talking about a possessive God as wisdom. God does not possess wisdom. God is the font of all knowledge that we call wisdom. And as such, we have instant uh, um, uh, attachment to that within us. We have the ability to tap into all that is God, because all that is God in truth is all that we are as well. We can limit that, and we do, but we can, once we catch the insight that it is ours to simply embrace and know and become, we can expand this knowledge, this wisdom, this, this, this ability to tap into the answers to all questions that we would ask and find the solution that is within us. The word educate uh, does not come from, uh, in the human sense, does not mean to pound into one's mind. It means to draw forth that which is already within one. And that is the educating system as it is correctly understood within our society. And of course, seldom is it correctly understood in that concept. So, God wisdom, God love, God power, God life, God joy, God everything is the innate uh, capacity that is ours as well. Uh, how about God as substance? <clears throat> well, substance is simply manifest um, um, energy in the form of whatever it is we need or desire to become or wish to express in us, through us, and as us, or is an expression anywhere in the whole wide world or in the universe. Substance means to stand under, to support, and um, they, uh, Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, used to speak used to speak of God stuff uh, um, And we can call that black matter in today's uh, uh, vocabulary uh, as we approach the cosmos. But it is something that is omnipresent and energy that is everywhere evenly present. and its, its job, its job description is to take the form that is orchestrated by our desires and by our imagery and by our dreams and by all that we use to formulate who and what we truly are and our life and it simply fills that void so as you look upon your life right now everything you see has been brought into your existence by a desire and sometimes that is very sobering to realize and you would be quick to say well I couldn't do that in my right mind well no you weren't in your right mind Nor was I when these things, when we started to toy around with a different different flight plan, so to speak, other than what was filed in the very beginning of our existence, one of joy, peace, love, and all things that are good. So we can change that, but it helps by first realizing that we can do it and understanding how the process works. In other words, we cannot understand and win the game of life by seeking to Understand the rules of some other game. We cannot understand how to play bridge if we study the rules of how to play Pinochle We have to realize the game of life and realize that it is something that moves in us through us and as us number eight can God be separated from his excuse the word his creation well That's sort of a given again the answer to that, but it never is wrong to restate and reiterate this basic truth God is, and I'm going to use the pronoun again that I don't think is is valid, but God is his creation. There is no separation from it. God cannot create other than from what God is. God cannot create what God is not or from what God is not. That is an impossibility. So God extends what God is into all life, and then all life has the opportunity of tapping into all that is God, and with the underlying uh, omnipresent substance that surrounds us, forming our life and our environment as we would have it be. We are in charge of this that we call our life. We are in charge of what we call our, our, our existence and, and our future and our now. And that gives us freedom to know that we can exercise this truth within us. Nine. Nine. How can God be both impersonal principle and personal loving Father? Well, quite easily. God is impersonal principle. And that impersonal principle is the energy that is simply there. It, it, and we use the words love, joy, peace to attempt to describe what it is. But we cannot in its entirety describe what it is even using these terminologies or these concepts. But this is the truth of God, impersonal. Um, There is nothing that we can uh, conjole or or convince God to be, do, or have that God already isn't or doesn't. God simply is. And the isness that is God has been that very isness that has been extended in us, through us, and as us. It is who and what we are right now. And knowing that, we then have the concept of personal father-mother imagery. And that is a good thing to keep within us, but the concept of father, mother, uh, is simply past anything that our human existence can conjure up. We may not have had a very good existence as a physical father image in our life uh, has shown itself to be, or the mother for that imagine, uh, for 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 that uh, uh, for that um, uh, for, for that image as well, but. The truth is God as Father has the energy of perfect love wisdom and power within it as us of perfect consciousness and that makes God individual and God makes that God personal and that allows uh, a warmth and a friendliness within us as we allow impersonal principle to become a loving essence of a oneness within 10 how may we find satisfaction in all our desires? Well, first of all, let's understand that a desire is not a bad thing at all. Sometimes more more, more traditional uh, 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 Christianity and perhaps others as well have looked upon desire as something we want to get rid of, as something equated with the ego within us. No, desire is what brought the universe into, into, into reality. It is what brought our planet into existence. It is from the Father, D, from, Sire, Father. It is from God. Desire is the way that we allow the energy to find form, shape, uh, and uh, at least a kind of temporal reality within our life. It is that which brings our good to us. There is nothing wrong with desiring whatever it is that we feel is right and perfect for us. Of course, a highlight from this is making sure as we do this, that it is that same good that we desire for all people, that it is not our good at at the exclusion of anybody's good. It is God in us, through us, and as us. So next week, our lesson will be entitled Thinking. In other words, how thinking allows us to uh, be desirous of whatever it is, is our greater good, And to know this and to give it reality within our understanding is a step along the path. So with uh, next week, I trust I'll have the opportunity of seeing you there as well. And remember, you are blessed.